Welcome to the Dry Watches Podcast. I'm Cam. I'm Tom. And we don't have a Dave today, because it's, right. it's Lamont weekend, so he uh, he makes his uh, yearly, he's back to making his yearly pilgrimage to uh, to uh, France to watch cars go round and round in circles, which is always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I think it's more to drink, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think we should pu- we should publish a couple of uh, pictures that we've seen um, of his uh, brilliant outfit and uh, the general vibe of there. Oh yeah, I'll link I'll link those up in the show notes. But there's some great shots of him in a and I think it's a Diplodocus costume that he's. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in, in in true Friday Night Lamont fashion, he's uh, he's gone drinking, dressed up in something that just doesn't make any sense to go drinking in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Have you ever seen like a dinosaur at the bar? <laughs> I, actually, I have, but it's this is the first time. His is his is a unique one. Usually, the the dinosaur costume is that is that big goofy T Rex one that's really yeah. wobbly. That's that yeah. I've seen that out a couple of times, and uh, always a good laugh. But he managed to find the Diplodocus version. So how he managed to find a dinosaur costume that's even more awkward than that one, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's Dave. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, being being in, in Dave's mind, I'm I'm just wondering how would he he went like on Amazon and being like, hmm, what is the weirdest thing I can find as a costume? Hmm. Well, <laughs> let's put dumb dinosaur costume. There we go. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that the um, the origins of this cof- uh, of this costume were, I believe, um, a friend of his uh, was having his fiftieth birthday. And the the and there was a it was a themed birthday party, so you had to come up in fancy dress, dressed as something that started with D. So oh. it's the dinosaur costume. That's yeah, good one. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. I mean, like we all usually, I mean, those like um, costume parties, uh, I mean, dress parties or whatever you want to call it. Um, usually, is like a, with a theme being like. Okay, it's in the '60s. Pick up someone from the '60s or a theme from there, or no, just like it's like uh, it's the witch day or whatever fucking bullshit. But like picking up with like a letter is really interesting because like he op- it opens to like another word, and like you then have like like weird things with like I mean, costume nuts. Um, I mean, like people like shouldn't be in the same room except that they all yeah. start with the same letter. Exactly. No, that's and that's the best part is that it's going to be. You want to talk about an eclectic group of people, don't and, no, and nobody has any discussion as to what the other person's wearing and stuff like that. Pick a yep. letter. Everybody <laughs> shows up dressed as that letter. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I love the idea. So, yeah. So, anyway, how's so everything that's what Dave's up? Yeah, exactly. How is everything on your side? Good, good. No, we had um, it's been uh, it's been a good week. Um, my father in law was out here visiting, um, so he finally got a chance to meet the uh, the youngest in person, uh, yeah. which is great. And then spend some time with both the girls and stuff like that, which of course they love. I mean, any time any time any of the grandparents come to visit, it's always exciting for them. So, uh, and he had a, and he had a blast too. So, um, and Daphne was really good at warming up to him right away as well. Cause again, like all the other grandparents, she'd met him multiple times on screen. Mm. So, um, but, uh, no, it was great. It was a, it was a good visit and stuff. It was a short visit though, out of all the, cause, um, I mean, my mother-in-law was here for five months. Then my parents came and visited. They stayed for about a month. Um, right. so my father-in-law kept it to under a week, which to be perfectly honest is about as much time as he can tolerate. He needs to. He's 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 that type of personality that needs to keep going and doing things. He's not right. one for sitting around and relaxing and stuff like that. It's always kind of go 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 on to the next thing, yeah. to the point where when they were going to, I think they were going to one of the parks. Um, I was it was while I was working last week. They went out there and they got to the park and and uh, they found it and and so and and as soon as nearly as soon as they got there. It was kind of like, okay, when are we going? When are we leaving? When are we on to the next thing? Yeah. My, of course, cat's like, what are you talking about? This is this is all we had planned for today. <laughs> so we should we was, should set him set him him uh, set him up with uh, if that's an expression with my dad because my dad would be exactly the same. Oh yeah, no, they would they, like would, my, they would 
keep each other occupied for days. <laughs> my, yeah. My dad, my, my parents will go like, so recently they went to, they were invited for the weekend and on, in some city by the, by the ocean. And by the time they're there, my dad calls me and he's like, yep, I've seen the ocean. Yep. That's what it is. Uh, there's nothing else to do. I'm like, could you just like stop working and like stop being busy just for a weekend and enjoy yourself and like look at the sea and uh, the ocean. And if, if you, if you stare at the ocean for two hours without either doing anything or moving your ass, I'm sure you will appreciate it. Just make the effort. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Cause I mean, I think, and, and my father is a bit like that to a certain extent as well. Um, he's gotten, I mean, he, he, he goes, he goes in waves. He'll go through bouts of, of he'll, he'll be able to relax and stuff like that, but he'll, yeah, his, his focus will definitely be on work. Like if he's, cause even when he was down here, um, like he was working remotely while he was down here as well. And so just, yeah, constantly needing to be busy and wanting to be involved with all of that and everything. But over the last, oh, I'd say two or three weeks, specifically since um, the weather's gotten so much better up in Canada and everything, mm-hmm. um, he's he's out on the golf course. And I was, I was actually chatting with my sister the other day and she was saying, yeah, no, she's, he's playing, he's playing at least 18 holes a day, sometimes 27, depending on how it's going. He's managed to get my mom. There's so many bad sexual jokes behind that, but I'm not going to start them. Nice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> please, please ignore my comment and carry on. I can't, I can't. But that's fine. But uh, no, he's even gotten. To, it's even gotten to the point where he's managed to get my mum interested. My mum's a huge golf fan. She loves. It's one of her favorite pastimes is watching like the PGA Tour and everything like that. She loves right. it. So he finally got her golf lessons. To he's like, you like this, you love this game so much. It's time you start actually playing it. So he's got her. She's gone through her first two lessons and stuff like that. Apparently, it's going great. Um, so no, the two of them are actually like, it sounds like they're actually going to spend some, a lot of this summer, like doing like things that I would consider relaxation type things, which is, mm-hmm. it's about time. I mean, it's been well over 65 years for them. Yeah. <laughs> like Time to, you know, you can relax a little bit now. <laughs> I agree. Maybe they should teach my parents to do so. <laughs> That's another topic. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we're all destined for the same thing as well. We're no better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how's everything in France? Uh, good. To be fair, to be fair, I'm a bit exhausted. I spend uh, the week trying to carry on um, work for clients and trying to push forward the uh, the apartment work. Um, yeah. Because the lady is moving in next Thursday. Oh, that's fantastic! You go. You guys must be excited. Yeah, totally. We basically counting hours. We're just like, yeah, completely, completely. Oh, it's just like so. She's moving. You're moving in like four days and three hours and twenty seven minutes and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, no, that's the exciting part. Now, the, the yeah, the annoying part is. I mean, it's it's good motivation to be fair. I mean, the flat. I moved in like more than a year ago, and that place mm-hmm. stayed. I mean, I was. I mean, my stuff went like in three card uh, uh, card box boxes. Yeah. And so the fact that the lady was like, "Hello, if I'm moving, I need some storage, and I need a mirror, and I need a basin, and like and that and that and that." That push put me in in a uh, in. Um, in uh, yeah, in a place to finish the flat. So I'm targeting to finish completely the flat to the last screw by the end of August, hopefully. So we'll see oh, that's that. good. But uh, that, that's, I mean, uh, I can't believe she expects to be catered to by having you know like covered doors and storage for her stuff. Like she sounds like a bit of a princess. <laughs> no, I mean at the same time, yes, but also. <laughs> It's any. It's every lady being like this, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm. I discovered a new concept in design. Well, I know. Well, being an architect, I should be aware of that. But uh, the concept of practicality. 
It's just something I, I don't know. This, what 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 is that? Is it feng shui? <laughs> To be fair, practicality has never been something in your vocabulary. Let's no. be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, I've called you many things. Practical is I don't think one of them. <laughs> no, no, totally. I made choice by like, oh, this is cool. Is this cool? Is this aesthetic pleasant, uh, aesthetically pleasant? Uh, but is it practical? Never. No, no. Oh, God, you keep talking like this, you're going to end up with a minivan. Oh, <laughs> I will kill myself before that. <laughs> Please. God. Oh my speaking, God. Of pra- speaking of practicality, what impractical piece of uh, wrist candy are you wearing today? Uh, oh, no. I, so, sorry. Just, I, I mean, about the news, just one more thing before that. Did you oh. uh, did you see the uh, the last uh, pictures I've put on Instagram about the, uh, the motorcycle project? Yeah. yeah. No, it's looking great. So it's... It's, uh, but wait, wait, it's, am I missing something or have this, is getting, this recent, uh, recent, like it, it, I ha- it has been a, over a day since I've been on there. So hang on a sec. What am I looking at? Uh, the, the exhaust is there. The carburetors and the uh, air cleaners are there too. I started putting the commands on the, on the handlebar. Um, yeah, it's, it now looks like a, a a motorcycle. It's still not running, but it looks like a motorcycle. Yes. No, I did see this. Yeah, yeah. No, these the, these ones here with the exactly. Uh, yeah. No, actually, you know, looking at the. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah with exactly. Yeah, with the exhaust actually attached and everything. No, it's looking great. So uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put the, I'll throw those up in the show notes as well. Make sure yeah. we. Include that because no, it's that, that project's coming along fantastic. What's the? Are you still targeting for beginning of July to have this one done? I no, it's never going to. <laughs> so okay. all right, I'll be fully honest. I'm going in only the end of August, and I want the flat and the motorcycle to be oh to be over by then. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do everything and, and try to make a living on the side of that. I was going to say, I think if you I, I think if you quit all of your paying jobs, you might be able to complete those things, but then you yeah, won't have well, any money to complete those things. So there's exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it with the news. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm uh, currently wearing the, uh, so the, um, the my uh, Swatch je- uh, Jellyfish. Very cool. It's been there for like uh, for a week now. And uh, oh, that's good. Looks like it hasn't yellowed at all. That's good. Well, I mean, well, I bought it like two months ago, so that's the least <laughs> you can expect. But to be fair, I mean, I'm surprised by, yes, it's a plastic watch. Yes, it's a under 100 euros watch. But I actually really appreciate it. I mean, I've been wearing it for for a week now. And uh, yeah, it's just a great, uh, a, I mean, a great, a great design piece. Yeah. I, you know what? It's funny you mention stuff like that because um, I've been finding the same thing. I've been wearing uh, for the last week or so. I've been wearing uh, my G-Shock, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Casio one that I've uh, I picked up uh, a month or two ago. And again, yeah, like for for something that's just kind of inexpensive and quote unquote practical and whatnot. It's and it's really comfortable and it it suits the purpose and it looks pretty good. So you can't really, I mean, you can't really fault it for any of that stuff. Um, however, that, that is not what I'm actually wearing today, though. Uh, I am wearing uh, the replacement of my grandfather's oh, watch. Oh, right, yeah. I, oh, that. I think it's the first time that I mean I wear. I see you wearing it. Or I mean the yeah, pro- replacement one. Yeah, no. I, well, it's not. I mean, because it might. Um, when I when I got the this one, it was because um, uh, it was bought out of Canada, so I had it. Uh, shipped to my parents' place just to avoid all of the customs. And then my dad brought it down when he and my mom came down. So it was one of the pieces that he actually brought down with them. With, but again, that slew of other stuff that came in. And then my uncle came down to visit and brought other stuff. So it's just one that hasn't been picked up in the rotation yet. So, mm. uh, no, I've, I've uh, put it on, um, cause my wife bought the, um, uh, the, the fix, uh, the, the FlexoFit bracelet for me right that was very similar to the one that my my grandfather's one was and this one looks, didn't have any links taken out of it or anything so it right. fits it fits quite well actually doesn't overly stretch on uh on my wrist and 
Um, and it's a bit, the only thing, the only thing is, is that the, like, obviously the bracelet's very new and the watch is very old. So mm. it's kind of got that. Needs a little bit of like a casino. Yeah. yeah, so I've got to got to give it a bit more wear to get some wear out on the bracelet. And stuff. This, this is the interesting moment where you're like, do I actually wait and be patient, or do I like scratch my wrist on certain surface, start rubbing it on a rock or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> certainly the option. I think I'll just I think I'll just be patient. I don't. The whole idea of um, uh, damage for damage sake. It's it's kind of. It's that next level of faux patina. It's like those guys who take the yeah. bronze watches and yeah, absolutely. in the backyard, right? It's like yeah. you know what? Just just wear it day in day out. It's gonna it's gonna turn green eventually. So is your wrist. It's fine. <laughs> um, but no, this one's great. It's it it's actually it actually runs really well. Um, it's keeping it's keeping just as good a time as the uh, uh, my grandfather's one. Um, so it had a before I bought it, it it had it had a full service. I don't know if they replaced the mainspring on it or not, but uh, uh, everything's been uh, yeah been running. It's it doesn't slip or anything because um, I know I had problems with the my grandfather's one in the past where right. uh, the mainspring was going, and uh, so the clutch was slipping on the on the on the gear train for uh, so the minute hand wasn't advancing. The seconds hand mm. would would keep time no problem, but it wouldn't advance the minutes then the hours hand. So it would just kind of sit on the same time for <laughs> hours on end. So, um, but once I got that um, replaced, it was uh, it was pretty sick because there's pretty solid little movement in these old things. And I mean, this show, is um, show, me, and, sh- show me again on, on the yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. no, it's got uh, so the the dial oh, on this one right. obviously has a different. It's it's got different wear on it than mm-hmm. obviously than my grandpa's. So like it was. Um, uh, this one's got, there's certain parts of this one that are in better condition and there's certain parts of the, of my grandpa's one that were in better condition. So the fact that I found an identical watch of, of, a defunct brand. Yeah. Um, it's like, amazing. And it's, itself. and yeah. it's right, right down to the fact that it's got like this, it's got the intact seconds hand and everything. It's got the little red, uh, second hand tip on it. And, um, like even, even just turning, like winding it and stuff and setting it. It's got it. It has the exact same feel to it as mm. it. so. It's it is like it is the closest facsimile I will ever have because yeah. um, of all the oh, I mean of all the pieces that left. I mean that that one and my Monaco were obviously the two cornerstones of the the collection that yeah. I was disappointed about losing. And so this, this is, is uh, this is where where clearly we are watch nerds. Or- Watch uh, um, p- passionate uh, guys, because like you like the two most valuable watches out of the code, the collection that went away. Yes, one of them is sitting on the high level in terms of price, but the other doesn't. No, yeah, no, quite the opposite. No, because I picked this one up. I think it was less than three hundred dollars to be able to replace this one, which I mean, and. And I would put this next to any of those, like, because it's kind of got that vintage C, uh, Omega Seamaster nod to it and everything, and um, it's uh, it's it's got that. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where, um, uh, like, it's there are aspects of it that um, uh, just kind of play to stuff that you can get for more money, and mm. because it's a defunct brand. And whatnot can't so uh let's just take a moment do we need to stop for a second sorry you were no no, no I'm, oh. I'm sorry oh okay my well now you you, you i mean i was trying to be discreet but like, now you're saying it. my phone was like trying to connect with my headset so by oh. the time <laughs> it was announcing it in my headset and cutting you at the same time so i would just make oh, okay. sure like turn off bluetooth so i can hear what cameron is saying <laughs> Is that what was going? Because because I'm like, oh man, his headset's dying. All right. Oh well, okay. No, no, we'll okay. Carry on okay. Seamless, I'm here. Seamless I'm as I'm always. Oh jeez. Don't reveal so, the, the the backstage secret out of it. But well, we do it now. every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's to be expected. <laughs> so right now, I'm having an issue with my headset, and Cameron is fully naked. <laughs> it's hot here. It's California. Yeah. Can't wear <laughs> can't wear clothes. <laughs>
Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do we want to talk about now that uh, it's just it's just us and Dave's not here to, you know, get angry at the fact that we didn't do anything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, do you want to carry on the... the, the um, well, I mean, first of all, before we reach the... Last week topic, uh, did you notice anything happening this week? Any watch-related thing happened to you or anything? Um, well, nothing watch-related really happened to me, uh, I must admit. I uh, Let's see. Uh, hmm. I haven't noticed anything. I got, well, I got a couple of... I got a couple of things from like so my my uncle was listening to last week's episode and he had a couple of critiques on um our Selection? general lack of knowledge. <laughs> Is it because uh I, well I don't know if the if the argument was uh was uh directed to me considering that I've checked um the story with the type 20 and type 21. That was one of the things. Yep. Oops. Great. <laughs> no, go ahead. But 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 go on. What did you what did you learn? <laughs> no, I mean no. I'm saying you remember last week I answered like oh, yeah, five yeah. minutes after. It, so it, got, yeah. it was yeah. like going back and forth. But yeah. yeah. But uh, no, he sent me uh, he sent me a link to the article. the The watch that I wrist checked with last week, that Lanco. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> he gave me a little <laughs> bit of back backstory on that one. Okay. And. And stuff. So um, it's actually the the, the um, like it's uh, this uh, Langdorf, um, mm-hmm. Switzerland, is where mm-hmm. it originated from. Um, and and so Lanco became uh, came out in the kind of the mid to late fifties um, as part of uh, like an offshoot of this brand to be more of their sports watch design mm-hmm. aesthetic and stuff like that. Um, and they were, but they and it was. They're were, they're were one of the ones that kind of got swallowed up, eventually as as um, like um, the courts crisis and stuff like that came into play, and they kind of right. just went went out of existence at some point. But through the fifties and sixties and stuff like that, they this compressor dials they made a lot of these sports watches, really very much in line with like that of Rolex and everybody else, all the other major players that were in play with all yeah. of these back in the I day. Know, so. I know Leap I know Leap had a similar one which was the Nautic and mm-hmm. the UTIC, which looked really similar with uh, with this one. So yeah, no, it's I mean it's a fairly like the whole compressor style design and stuff like that is a very popular aesthetic from back in the day. One of the, and That's one of the ways to um uh, to have uh, maintain water resistance as opposed to just simply using screw down crowns yeah. and pushers and stuff like that yeah so absolutely no that's pretty cool i mean following that that idea actually it's just a, a side story but i was reading a couple of days ago with um uh, a technology that's been used by a couple of uh, um, divers watch uh brands including yema uh to so basically there's you know the, uh, the if you remember watching abyss yeah yeah and so there, there was this idea of like breathing liquid air, mm-hmm. which you. The reason why why is it interesting theor- theoretically is because a liquid won't compress uh, compared to a gas uh, with the depth, right? So you don't have any uh, any problem that you could obviously have with uh, with air, and and actually. It works. They did. Uh, they did the test with uh, some animals. Sorry for them, because obviously they die out of that. But uh, it, it works. I, they, they, you need to. You you can technically breathe with a special mix uh, liquid, including uh, uh, oxygen. And hmm. um, anyway, going back to watch, they sort of like this had the same idea. Obviously, a watch that doesn't breathe, but uh, the problem that all of those watches had with the compression uh, with depth could be replaced or solved with having the 
the case fill up with uh, a liquid oil. Yeah, and I've heard about this. Like, and there are other watches that do that. That actually, like, instead of yeah. instead of having just air or whatever inside the watch itself, they use exactly the, the, like an oil field case. Yeah, Resense is doing it for, <clears throat> but for different reason. They're doing it for uh, for um, uh, um, sorry re- readability, legibility. Yeah, readability. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because as soon as you you fill the case. Uh, up with a liquid that means you can read it from any angle but then the mm-hmm. movement is not in the oil but then what Yema was doing it, it actually works with a quartz movement so the whole thing is filled up with oil and so that means they don't have to um, increase the size of the of the the case or, or the the crystal because you can't compress and uh, I mean, some oil. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Anyway, just a, a side watch nerd topic <laughs> based on what you were saying. No, that's cool. So, no, it was, um, yeah, so it was, it was interesting getting uh, 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 properly schooled on stuff that, like I said, we never claim to be professional anything. <clears throat> uh, before we, uh, we reach to uh, today's topic, just to share uh, one of those like really annoying thing that when you notice it, it you just can't um, unknow it. If that makes any yeah. any sense. Some things you just can't unsee. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Something I didn't mention. So I my I got my GMT Master Two um, serviced recently because he had like a couple of problems, right. and it it works perfectly now. However. Yeah. So I didn't service it at Rolex because, like, I mean, you can do it, but um, what, what's the point? I mean, I know yeah. some some people will kill me for what I'm about for what I'm just I'm just saying, but it's like it's like having a, a Jaguar and not going to Jaguar to service it. It's like I'm sure. I mean, like, as far as you have a good um, garage, you can do a proper job for much cheaper. So anyway, that's what I did. However. Yes, the watch works perfectly, on time, precise, no problem. But it yep. didn't actually do the job properly because the hand, uh, the 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 hour hand is not aligned anymore with the markers, and that oh, no. fucking kills me. Like there were like, a couple of times where I was like, "Wait a minute, is it three p.m. or is it four p.m.?" Like, oh I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now is this the main? Is this the main Hauer hand, or is this the the GMT yeah, hand? Yeah, that's the the main one, which is even oh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's oh. not a big deal. I mean, I know I know the guy uh, who serviced it. He's gonna he's gonna have it fixed for for me. Um, oh, that's good. Without without extra cost, but yeah, it's just just the annoyance of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I think when it comes to especially like vintage pieces like your GMT or a Submariner and stuff like that, you, you don't really want to take it back to Rolex anyway um, in a lot of cases because, I mean, as long as you've got somebody who's able to do the service and not, like you said, mess the watch up, um, the, the, the problem that comes into play is to like at to what level do they end up servicing the piece? And I've heard because I've heard horror stories of guys taking in vintage pieces and then just having all of those pieces replaced like dials yeah, and hands think, and stuff i think i think it's not necessarily i mean i could be wrong but i think it's not necessarily the case anymore because the philosophy changed until i would say until the until 2000 yes when you will because you were paying a service when you when you would go to omega or rolex and i'm Surely you know about Omega for yeah. um, a reason that I'm going to share soon. Um, I mean, in a second, is that the philosophy behind the the, the service, um, the repair service, was that they will upgrade it to the latest technology. So if yeah. it, or the latest design. So it makes sense, but it's just like it's been like 15 years or so that now we like cherish. The vintage aspect of things, and we would just want to keep them as original as possible. Yeah. But I understand that as a 
as a business service mindset that when you want to take care of your uh, of your customer and like trying to bring them to the it's like it's the same way like you would have like a software and you have access to all of the updates right it's yeah exactly no and 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 that's the thing is that like why would you why would you want the old parts right like it's it's yeah, like why, exactly. why would you why wouldn't you want the why wouldn't you want it replaced with newer pieces and stuff like that i think Which, and i think my submariner is a prime example of that anyway because the case stamp um and the serial number indicates that it's a 1973 production right, right. approximately and so the single red um uh 1680s uh ran from 60 68 69 67 somewhere in there 67 mm-hmm. something like there till till 1975 so based mm-hmm. on the case that particular watch probably at one point did in fact have um red submariner dial on it the thing is is that back in the day when it was serviced or it could have been dead stock mm-hmm. they would have taken it and swapped it out for the white dial because that was the newer Exactly. Like the white lettering yeah. dial. So that was the new world dial. And um, the other thing is, is that it also doesn't have the fold over bracelet. It's got the newer um, with the solid links bracelet right. on it. So I can't remember what the link or the yeah. uh, bracelet numbers are or whatever. But it's it's not the, um, yeah, it's, so it's it's got the, it's it has it has service parts in it, right? right? So, but the the thing is, is that the servicing, probably would have been done in the 70s like mm. like it wouldn't have been or or perhaps the 80s somewhere somewhere in and around there so that's probably what's so yeah i mean i have this yeah i have a similar story with uh, that i already shared with you the uh my father uh speedmaster yeah so exactly. it's 1969 so 1969 so technically the original dial has a lot of would have a lot of chance to be a tropical uh dial mm-hmm. and at some point in the 90s uh, my father got it uh, serviced and the dial has been replaced and the hands has been replaced as well and now i call it the frankenstein because obviously one doesn't match with the other but right but i understand the point of view however yeah, no, like- however these days we just want to keep it as original as possible Exactly, as, which as, is, as best we can. Which is what I what I'm doing with. Uh, actually, it's, yeah, it's similar thing that I'm doing with my my old mini. It's like I've been restoring it, but I try, but I try to find uh, old pieces from back then, genuine yeah. one, which get the same patina and the same fabrication, whatever it's go- good or bad quality from back then, so it matches perfectly with uh, exactly. Now the difference is when I replace uh, the seat in um, uh, not a, uh, in the seat, sorry, the the door panels in uh, in the mini. It didn't cost me like fifteen hundred euros, <laughs> like a dial on a Speedmaster will cost you <laughs> these days. <laughs> no, I totally understand that because that's going to be because. Uh, Funny enough, we're talking talk, and completely derailing off of watches again um, and talking about um, vintage cars and stuff like that. Um, uh, I've recently been um, uh, given um, my uh, my grandfather's um, 1972 BMW 2002, mm. and and this is this is a car that he restored back in the. Oh, early nineties. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's got, uh, you haven't shared this, uh, this information with us yet. Yeah, no, this is, this is something that, well, it was, there was, um, cause, cause what has happened is it's, it's actually one of the first, it's one of the first cars that I learned how to drive manual transmission on. Right. Um, so it's, uh, and it kind of rooted my, personal love of bmws mm. um because it's such a it's such a fun little car to drive um it's well it's like yeah early 70s and of course uh, it's a 72 so it's the one with the round tail lights as well 
right. the 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 uh, as opposed to the squared off taillights. Um, but it's also and it's but it's not a TII because it's not and the TII was the uh, mechanical fuel injected right. um, that put out that put out a, a 125 horsepower. This one is just carbureted uh, and only puts out 100 horsepower. <clears throat> but it weighs. I think I think the curb weight on it's like. 1800 pounds or something stupid like that it, it weighs nothing like yeah i mean obviously the notion of like uh torque or, yeah. or power is relative to the time and yeah, the weight power to rate like. yeah yeah actually it might be 1800 kilos it's, or whatever I, I, it's light it's uh compared compared to cars nowadays um uh and it's still it's still in great shape the last time i drove it would have been in i think it was 2016 when i was back up in canada right and it's kind of been sitting around. And I know that um, over the years, like, and it's got, the majority of it's got original parts and stuff like that. But there are certain things about that car that I know for a fact that my grandpa swapped out when he did the original restoration. Because he, um, and one of the ones that, and I'm hoping he still has the original, is the wing mirror. Mm. He swapped out the wing mirrors on it and put these ones and did a color match. Because the wing mirrors that are original on it are just, um, they're chrome and and so they wouldn't have color matched and stuff. But he got these ones that uh, he fitted and mounted that are actually color matched to the car and everything. Um, they actually look really good. Like they and they stand out and they they're more than functional. But you know what? And like you said, you're gonna get that. But I'd rather it be the original, right? But it's got uh, but it's got the original wheels and um, with the uh, the chrome uh, wheel covers on them. The little. BMW insignia on them. They're all in really good shape. Um, yeah. He's got the original. The original steering wheel in it doesn't have a BMW insignia on the center right. of the steering wheel. It's just plain. Uh, but he's also got. Um, he also managed to find a period correct aftermarket wheel for it that does have the BMW That's on great. it, and it's a it's a mahogany wheel. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and that one's actually, and it's a bit thicker as well. So it's really, it's, it's a bit thicker and it's not as, it's as big because it doesn't have, I don't think it has power steering from what I can remember uh, and stuff. So, but it's got, uh, but it needs some TLC and stuff. And so it's back up, but it's back up in Canada. So, um, uh, I can't, uh, have to, uh, work out the logistics as to whether or not I can get it transferred down here. Um, cause I know that. Over a certain age and stuff like that, you can you can bring cars into ca- uh, into California and stuff like that. Oh, so I might okay. might at some point, depending on what plans are in the next in the next next year, couple of years or so, yeah, sure, it may sure. make its way down here, and that may become my project car. So that's great. I mean, though, and I, I is it is it uh, working at the moment? And like people, I mean, someone oh, yeah. is like taking. I mean, driving it like yeah, and my, I think uh, both. Well, my grandpa still drives it, <clears throat> oh, and. Okay. Uh, and stuff, yeah. No, he's he's he still takes it out and stuff like that. My uncle's there there as well. He's got it down there, but uh, uh, no, the the um, and it was one of those things where um, uh, it was it was years ago. It was it was said that oh yeah, no, Camel will eventually get this car because it's I like I've got a it's kind of, it's 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 got a, a deep rooted connection to me and my because i've i've worked on the car with my grandfather and mm. stuff like that it's one of those things where um and he's and and, and he's still around uh, which is great um so it's 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 uh it's got uh it's it's one of those things where i don't want a a, a, a that version i don't want a version of that car it's that car that has yeah. the meaning towards it's like your gra- yeah, yeah, it's like your grandma's mini right like yeah. would it would it be the car would it be the car that you would go out if it hadn't have been hers maybe probably not though you probably get I think something it, else no i would if if it was a mini i would have a mini with a bigger engine cuz that's the that's the uh 850 <laughs> is it i believe the, so is it the, like, the 850 yeah. yeah yeah that's the 850 so you you still have like the 1000 and is it the 1000 or the 1100 and then there's the, there's the Cooper, which the, is the yeah, the Cooper's got the twelve fifty in it or something like yeah. that, doesn't it, or something yeah. ridiculous, which is just <laughs> yeah. But 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 that's just it. But but there's a a, a sentimental aspect to the whole Absolutely. thing, and yeah. and you know what, there is something about driving vehicles of that vintage as well, where it's a different driving style. You're not driving it because it's fast, like that's because the last the last thing it's it just, is. It's, it's not just a, a, it's it's. Uh, 
it's still the, the experience is in the details so it's like yeah. it it's from the sound of things to the, the smell the smell definitely to it, it's just everything it's like yeah you just go to a boring journey to like um, a, a 10 minutes drive of a route that you already know by heart but the fact that you're in a in a classic car and just brings you in another time and uh yeah just uh you are aware of everything happening in the car compared to like just like recent cars which are so comfortable then uh yeah, and you, you don't know, and you don't have to drive fast to have uh, to to have uh, yeah no. to feel anything. I'd equate similar to that of riding a motorcycle. It's a different it's a different experience, right? Because you're not doing it to yeah yeah. It's just, it's, it's it's more than just going from point A to point B. It's yeah, the experience of it's it's the the journey aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Not it's yeah. Absolutely, it's it's um there, there there's um there's this uh, YouTube channel that I quite like, which is called Villebroca. I already mentioned it. They try a couple of cars, but the, what is interesting is they they don't necessarily focus on like the the super expensive cars, but also sometimes they just go to like really classic but cheap cars or yeah things that used to be cheap back then, and now you're paying like quite a uh, high price for what it is. And then one yeah. it, one episode they driving a Peugeot uh, two or five, which yep. is this, this like really classic car from the eighties that's been like everywhere. Well, they're driving the uh, the, the 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 GTI, so obviously the 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 highest uh, version of it. But they, it's funny they like, yes, if you want to buy one now, you paying like a high price for for what you're buying. Yeah, but what you're buying is an experience of things that don't exist anymore. The fact yeah. that you're buying a car that has literally nothing in, like there's no AC, there's no uh, radio, there's there's yeah, there's barely anything in the car. But you buy you so technically you're buying nothing, but in terms of experience, you're buying everything. Yeah. No, and I would equate that to like, yeah, I, and I've been in your, I've been in your mini. I, I agree with, I like that's the sentiment with that. The the two thousand and two, exactly the same thing. Yeah, there's no AC. There's no, I mean, it's got two sixty eight AC, right? Where you're doing sixty miles an hour and you got both windows rolled down. That's yeah. that, like that's the extent <laughs> of it. And um, uh, and yeah, there's, uh, I think there's an aftermarket radio in it, but it's got it. I mean, it's a, it was an aftermarket radio that was put in in the late nineties. This this soul this or the early nineties, right? So it's got a, it's yeah, it's got a cassette deck. So I think you got to get one okay. of those uh, cassette things that you stick into it. Yeah, and then uh, and, and it has the cable don't, that sticks don't out. For, and you, don't and forget st- to blow on, on the cassette before you put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Make sure, make sure the connectors work properly. I'm, I'm going to share like a, a guilty pleasure that I've in the in the media. I guess at some point we'll we'll switch to watches because that's what the post- podcast is about. But, uh, in the mini, uh, I still have a, an old radio system that my father put it, uh, put there, probably in the 80s. The sound is like fucking crap. Yeah, but. But I only listen to one radio, which is the the the, the TSF, uh, which is the the jazz radio. And so I'm driving in Paris. We're like, I need to pull off the antenna, and I have this like, just like cheap uh, 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 radio system from the eighties, and the speakers are like fucking crap. But I'm listening to. <laughs> Jazz in jazz. A, that's in uh in an old mini in Paris. Just so brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> that's such a great setting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's anyway. just it. Like it's not and, and that's the that's the other thing with these things is that it's it's not about like the sound system and stuff like that. Because I was, well, I mean, I used to, I used to swap out stereos and stuff in all the vehicles that I owned up until a certain point when they finally started putting proper stereo systems in yeah. newer cars. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I look, I, I listen to the stereos that I've got in the vehicles I've, I've got now. And in order to create, I, I would never have been able to replicate that back in the day when I was, when I was buying like 
mid eighties Honda preludes and stuff like that. And yeah. stuff. I had, I always swapped out the stereo systems and then, yeah, as you go to the, it was the, it was sounds around was the, uh, the, Can- the, the Canadian, um, store that had, and, and you, you go through and you buy the head unit and you replace all the speakers and stuff like that. And you're pumping thousand Watts through, through the system and stuff like that. And it always sounded amazing and stuff, but you don't have to do that anymore uh, to, yeah. to be able to get a decent sound system. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But and and the idea of of doing that in the the even older car and stuff like that it, it doesn't interest me anymore because yeah. it's the it's the sound of like you said you, you put something yeah you get a crap a crappy little radio that pl- playing a little bit of jazz and stuff like that and then you just listen to the motor itself that's that's uh, that's what you need oh there's no other I mean, yeah the reality is like if I drive in Paris like uh, a low speed yes I can listen to the radio. Right, with my probably my ears uh, bleeding because of the quality of the sound, <laughs> but uh, uh, two days ago I went to uh, IKEA. I know not really interesting uh, destination, I suppose, but it gave me the opportunity to drive the car outside of Paris. Oh, right, because you're actually and you're actually on a proper road and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But on the highway, yes, you can't hear anything but the engine. <laughs> Everything is like there's like noise from every part of the car. Every everything's shaking, everything's vibrating. Exactly. And you're only the, doing 58 miles an hour. Absolutely. There's only four speed in this car. I've always been yeah. like, I I feel like there, there's been a speed ma- a, a gear a, a gear missing. But yeah, you're on the on the highway, the the engine is screaming. Uh, you feel like the I mean the 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 whole. Um, I mean, sorry. Uh, the entire heat from the, from the engine is getting in the car, so you open the windows, which makes it even like you you even less capable of listening to anything. You're on the ground, so you're really close to next car exhaust, which is driving next to you, like. <laughs> and if you have anyone, yeah, with you in the in the car, you you can barely hear him or she talking. But <laughs> oh yeah, no, you can't even hear yourself think. Yeah, no, I <laughs> exactly. And that's the best part of that experience is just all of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because uh, anybody anybody who's not a car person thinks of all of those things as absolute torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you should uh, you should have seen the. Uh, uh, so, um, well, I guess we're just gonna carry on with cars today. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, so Jordan's father car, which uh, back then was a Boxster, uh, turned onto uh, into fire by itself as he was driving. Oh, geez, right. And so that's her idea of, I wouldn't say necessarily an old car, but a, I mean, yeah, aging car. And a so, <laughs> well, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a classic that's, car. Th- yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how she, uh, she, li- yeah, well, that's how she pictured it. And so every time she's sitting in the, in the, the mini or my father's Jeep, she basically like, she worries for for life. <laughs> Am I going to survive this trip? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the idea that every time I need to start, I mean, I start the end the the Jeep's engine. It takes me. Well, it's usually because I haven't drive the car for four or five months, which means yes, it needs it's an old lady, right? It needs a little bit yeah. of attention, so. It's not like you put the, the the key in, you start done. It's like you need no. to like, yeah. It needs a little Manual bit of choke. a yeah, exactly. You need a bit of a yeah. cuddle, a bit of a, like uh, you touch this, yeah. you touch that, you push that yeah. up, down, and stuff. And it takes like a good 10, 15 minutes to start the first time, and then you you good to go mm-hmm. for the, for the next couple of days if you or forever if you drive it uh, every day. But uh, yeah, her face being like. What the fuck is happening? Is this car gonna one start, two bring us to a destination in one piece, three not <laughs> not stop or kill us at any point? Oh, I know this whole this whole idea of of these things being being such 
uh, so reliable and stuff where you you just get in it and go and you don't have to think about it and stuff it it, it does it changes your mindset on this and going back into the days when when yeah you you do a road trip and whatnot and you weren't sure how far you were going to get before having to do something absolutely but like and, i mean shit happened uh, along the way that that someone said memories is made out of like all of the the little problems you uh you uh you find on the way to the destination absolutely no it's it's like the the hiccups throughout the journey because it's those ones that you remember and though because because it comes and those are the ones that give you the good stories (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i mean i've got like uh one one of the one of my most memorable road trips um going back I was going back and forth between Calgary and Vancouver and it was mm-hmm. winter time. Um, and it's, uh, and yeah, like, yeah, I got halfway there, ran into, a, got a flat tire. There was a guy there that gave me a hand and I ended up and in exchange for give, giving me a hand, I gave him a lift back all the way out to Vancouver, like just kind of met him on the side, whatnot. Um, and, uh, and he was, uh, turn, turns out, he was uh, he was uh, affiliated with a, a certain motorcycle club and stuff, and had some pretty crazy stories that I heard all the way out out, out there and stuff like like, and yeah, I'm, I mean, and any other any of the other dozen or so times that I've made that journey and stuff like that, don't remember any of those trips, <laughs> but that one I remember. <laughs> so no, for sure, no, it's, it's always interesting when you when you find uh, like. Yeah, it's 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 always the the hiccups in the journey that uh, make it interesting. I think that's why we have an affinity towards these these goofy little timepieces that don't necessarily work properly all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when this is the only thing they've been made for, just to show you the time, and you're like, you have just yeah. one job. <laughs> you have one job. You can't even do that properly. <laughs> No, but it's part. Of, it's part of the yeah. It's part of the charm. It's the, those like mechanical parts moving um, along uh, along each other, and uh, and uh, yeah, that comes with sometimes needs a little bit of a service. Sometimes uh, need, I mean some repairs, some attention, or whatever. But yeah, it's part of uh, it's part of the charm. It is. It is. It really is. Speaking of, um, let's see. How long have we gone into this episode now? We're we're at about we're <laughs> we're in fifty minutes, <laughs> and all we've and the only watches we've spoken I of think, are the ones that we're wearing. <laughs> I tell I tell you I tell you what. The only reason okay let's 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 pretend we did it in purpose to not talk about watches but okay. cars because it was Le Mans weekend. Perfect. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, carry on. And we derailed that as well. <laughs> oh, we we have, we we forgotten to mention. We should have mentioned I mean, a couple of more times. Dinosaur, and I mean just to celebrate uh, uh, Dave's uh, weekend over there. And yeah, uh, we, exactly. We could have covered uh, every. I mean, every week. The um, I men. Sorry, all of the uh, this week topics. Why? Why it was so difficult to say? I don't know. I, I really can't explain it, <laughs> but uh, no, I did. Did you? I mean, do you watch any of the race? No. Like, cause, no, no, at all. Yeah. no. I, um, I actually did. I was watching some of it. It's, it's and it's difficult to get it um, broadcast over here. I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure which which affiliate you're living, carries. Because you're living in in the jungle. Uh, well, no, I'm j- just well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just because um uh like uh broadcasting rights and stuff like i i know how to watch it if get i was over across a, the pond get yourself a, a vpn uh oh yeah i should, really should have done yeah that would have made more sense anyway where were you yesterday when i was trying to sort all this out anyway you didn't but, call uh, me clearly that's a good point Nah, that's fair but uh no i watched i watched some of it it was uh a uh, good race for the most part, all all the all the parts that I've I saw, uh, not as many uh, manufacturers in it this year as there have been in the past. Um, mm. Just I noticed that over the course of uh, like the the cost of of running a team and stuff like that is is such that um, like the pro driver GTE 
side of things, only uh, the only ones racing this year were Corvette, Porsche, and Ferrari. Um, and Corvette was actually doing quite well for the most part until both vehicles were basically taken out, which I, was disappointing. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Corvette anymore. Now they moved their engine uh, back. Oh, you don't know. You, you're, you're, oh, yeah, of course, you're a traditionalist. Yeah, uh, yeah, it needs to be the, yeah, I'm sorry. It's been, I mean, like front engine for a couple of generations. Why the fuck are you moving it backward? You're not Ferrari, um, for fuck's have, sake. Yeah, but have you, have you seen the new, the new C8? I mean, uh, like the, the fact that it's not a front engine aside, it's a great looking car. <laughs> There's actually uh, one of my neighbors has one down. The, he's got a white one, and it does, and it looks, and it sounds amazing. It's it's a nice vehicle, and you know what? Considering that you're still basically a third of the cost of a for like your your cheapest Ferrari, I mean, yeah, there's, no, there's, I get that, I get that. So, but uh, I'm I'm still I'm still a vintage uh, car or watches uh, snob I guy. Know. I'm sorry. I know. I understand. Um, but, um, no, there's a lot of, uh, in the, but there's a lot of amateur, there were a lot of amateur teams this year. Um, uh, like, and then, uh, and then of course you've got the hypercar series as well. Um, which is only, you've got, uh, it was, it was Toyota, uh, had two cars. Um, I can't remember the secondary team It used to be rebellion, but it's not rebellion anymore. Um, uh, this is another another team that's taken over, and then uh, Alpine. Was I'm gonna. The, uh, I'm gonna have a, a really stupid uh, question, yeah. but can you? I mean, I I I'm not sure in terms of uh, regulate. I mean, race regulation. Can you show up with uh, Bugatti? Like. Just just buy a buy a Veyron or a Chiron yeah. and show yeah. up and so yeah. I'm not exactly sure how that works. I think um, uh, there's obviously various regulations and stuff like that. I don't know how cost effective it would be to ro- roll up in a. Um, well, we're talking like about a, we're talking about a one one point three million car, so money is relative. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true, but I mean, in order to be uh, I honestly don't know. Like it's it's not like most of the like if you're um uh like as a as they would refer to a gentleman racer. So basically a rich guy who's just rocks up with a vehicle. Um, obviously um there's the certain you've got to have all of the you've got to have all the proper racing licenses in order yeah, to be sure, able to, sure. to 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 run. Which is again you can you can go through the motions and get all of that if you're very wealthy. Um, you can, you have to, um, uh, like you've got, you're going to need a pit crew, um, and not, so you're going to have, and, and when you're dealing with something, um, in, in a race like this, because even the, like, cause the, the race set cars themselves aren't like a street, like, even though they look like the street versions of the vehicles, mm-hmm. there's, there's certain things like you need uh, quick release to be able, cause if you have, if you need to yeah, swap yeah, out yeah. front end bumpers, that For sort sure. of thing and whatnot. And I don't know how readily set like a Chiron or a Veyron or something like that would be to be able to accommodate that. Um, I think, oh, you've also got um, engine restrictions, I think, is, is going to be your other factor, sure. right? right? So because you're, you're rocking up with this W16 <laughs> and whatnot, that's, I, think, I think you're over the limit as to what. So you're, there, are, there are parameters in which you have to land in in order to be yeah. able to race. I don't yeah. think you can just, yeah, I don't think you can just if, if rock someone, up in anything. If someone is listening to us right now, that's A. B knows the answer. Please uh, uh, don't hesitate to send her, send us a message on Instagram. And be like, you're fucking douchebags. Just do your homework. It's like <laughs> everyone knows that but you. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Actually, you know who's going to answer these questions? Dave. Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, well... Um, I think that That's was a, a fairly solid effort of not talking about watches yeah, this week. How about absolutely? <laughs> I, I like the fact that we start the, the the podcast by celebrating him being away, and we finish it with last night. 
Dave. <laughs> yeah, we, we missed you. You need to answer some of these questions for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. All right, everybody. Uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Talk to you next week. All right. Cheers, man. Thank Bye. You.